I've been responsible one way or another for speaking the gospel of Jesus Christ on Christmas Eve for 49 years. Um, it's always a challenge to follow the children's homily. When I was a young minister and, and, and um, I look back and think of the sermons I preached on this night, they were usually nostalgic. They were usually, um, they were usually calling up the memories really that I had of my childhood and the joy that I had experienced as a, as a child uh, on Christmas and Christmas, in the season of Christmas and Christmas Eve. But when I look back, I don't know that I really ever communicated clearly the fullness of the gospel. I don't think you can do that in any one message, in any one sermon, in any one homily, even though you can, you can make a sweeping uh, attempt at it. But I, I started to shift from nostalgic Christmas sermons, trying to call everybody to remember being a little kid, um, to the young minister in charge of a congregation sermons when all I was worried about was how many people are going to come. I hate to confess it. I, I have confessed it to God and I repent. But I remember getting into a season when I thought the number one thing I need to do is preach in such a way tonight that people come back next week. Because you know, as you can see, and, and as you know, many of you, this is not an ordinary night. Many of you are here from all over the place. Some of you don't live near, some do. And so I was really focused on attendance and, and how we would build the parish. And that's not a wicked thing. But I, I, I outgrew that, and I, I began to see that wasn't very pleasing to God. I'd like tonight simply to, to do a very short few minutes with you in which I'd like to ask you to think of two things, to carry two things away, um, and, and then a third thing, which is how you will respond to the two things. And the first thing I'd like to say to you is you matter to God. Every single one of you that's here tonight, you matter to God. You are important to God. In fact, He created you. He gave you life. He loves you. He longs for you to be united with His love in that way that Kenneth was trying to speak to the children that he wants to dwell with you, and he wants you to dwell with him. And he wants you to begin to know and understand that while you have life, while you are here. Same with me. You matter to God. And he is pleased. God is pleased that you are here tonight. The second thing I'd like to say to you is that the story is true. It's not made up. It's not make-believe. The story that was read from the Gospel of Luke tonight and the story, the sweeping story that Kenneth had, had the opportunity to speak is true. It's true. You matter to God and the story of Christmas is true. And because it's true, the moment that any man or any woman 
begins to believe that it's true, they know their life has to change. It's really not complicated. If God Almighty loves us and has come among us that we would know his life and his love, it changes everything. Now, the community that believe that is called the church, and we have all kinds of bumps and warts and awkwardnesses and bad memories and histories, and none of us on this earth in any organization, let alone in the organized church, have ever been able to do everything right or get everything in order. And so there are many things that often we bring to a Christmas Eve service that may not, may not be very positive. Our experience of church may not have been winsome. It may not have been life-giving. It may not have awakened faith in us as children. I can only speak as, as a man who knows that that's true for some folks. And yet, that we are here is an opportunity for, once again, the simple message to be spoken to all of you. You matter to God. And he wants you to know that. He wants you to know you're loved. He wants you to know that he has a purpose for you with whatever remains of your life and that his purposes are always good. They're never bad. But he wants you to realize that if you ponder these things at all carefully, you cannot stay the same. I cannot stay the same. 49 years of Christmas Eves, still speaking these words, I know it calls for me to make a new commitment to how I live the rest of my life, as though it was the first time I ever heard this story. Because the story is calling me to something that without God's help, I will never know. The story is calling me to trust that God's love was so great that he sent his only begotten son for me and for you. We heard in the, the wonderful story that Luke tells. Luke was a great historian, and I happen to be a historian. I I've loved history all my life, and I was privileged to stay on in graduate school and finally get a doctorate in history, a PhD in history. I know history. Luke was a master historian, but he was also a Christian historian. And that means he was bound to tell the truth. A Christian is bound to tell the truth. You don't make up truth, you tell the truth. And he tells us in the wonderful story that he recorded for us um, that as the shepherds were pondering all the things that they had experienced, that there was not only the angel that was first speaking to them, but suddenly a myriad, a host, a heavenly host of angels singing glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to those with whom he is well pleased. Those with whom he is well pleased. Who are those with whom he is well pleased? 
They are those who, when they hear the story, turn toward God. They turn toward Him. Wherever they are in their earthly journey, when they hear the story, they turn to Him. They turn toward Him. They, they begin to make moves toward what He wants for them, what He has spoken for them, what He has done for them. Those are those men and women with whom He is well pleased. But when we hear the story and turn away, He is not well pleased. And we all can think about that in human terms and understand it. If you worked all day to, to make a dinner for your family and people didn't appreciate what you had done, you're not going to be well pleased with your family. Am I right? If you have worked hard to create something special for someone and they don't seem to appreciate it, you're not going to be well pleased. You've, you've worked hard on our behalf, you musicians, and I am very pleased with what you're offering to lead us in worship tonight. But if we weren't happy, they wouldn't be well pleased. God is actually wanting only what is good for us. And of course he is not well pleased when we turn away. So here we are, Christmas Eve 2021. It's been an interesting year following another interesting year. Times are interesting. Times, in some ways, for some of us, seem as difficult and challenging as we've ever faced in our lifetime. But here we are together tonight, and we hear the truth. We matter to God. This world matters to God. And He sent His Son that what is wrong with us and what is wrong with our world can be put right. So, by being here tonight, we're reminded that the call goes to us tonight to either participate in putting things right by turning our lives toward God or to be part of the problem and turn away. May God grant to each heart tonight, each person tonight, whether young or old, whether here for the first time or the 15,000th time that you've gone to church in your life, that tonight, in whatever way is right for you, you turn toward the truth of the story. Because the truth is about a God who loves us and gave himself for us.